This is the marketing podcast for financial advisors with Claire Aiken. Claire is the founder of Indigo Marketing Agency, a full service marketing firm tailored specifically to financial advisors. She delivers complete proven marketing strategies with a minimum investment of your time. And now here's Claire. Thank you so much for joining me for the truth about marketing for financial advisors. I'm Claire Aiken, and today I'm going to uncover everything that you need to know about marketing for financial advisors. Now, if you're an advisor out there, you know that there's a lot of misinformation regarding marketing. There's a lot of people trying to sell you expensive marketing schemes, and it's really difficult for advisors who can sometimes be on an island to verify what works, what doesn't work, who they should believe, and which systems allow advisors to get new clients. And so today, I just want to spend some time and break through all the noise and tell you with 100% honesty what I see working for advisors out there and what the truth is about marketing for advisors. So a little bit about my story. If you don't know me already, I'm Claire Aiken. My dad is a financial advisor. And so that's how I got into this industry. Um, And so I grew up working with him. You know, when I was 16, I actually worked in his office in La Jolla. I did his filing and his prospectuses and all that good stuff. And then after college, I came back and worked for him again. And then after I got my master's degree, I came back and actually became a financial advisor, got my securities licenses, became an independent financial advisor with LPL as part of his firm. And I realized the thing that I really love to do is the marketing side of it. So I was doing his marketing and um, I kind of delved into marketing for financial advisors. And so that's what I do today. And that's uh, how I started my company, Indigo Marketing Agency, which helps independent financial advisors to embrace a specialty and market their firms. I have a bachelor's degree in economics a master's degree in marketing from UC San Diego, a lecturer at UCLA Extension as part of their CFP program. And we have almost 200 independent financial advisor clients, which are the top independent advisors out there in the country today doing the most innovative, coolest things from a marketing perspective. More important than my story, let's talk about your story. So if you're an advisor out there and maybe you've been around for a while, you have a lot of headwinds, a lot of challenges coming at you. So there's increasing competition. You know, there's 300,000 advisors in the United States. There's downward pressure on fees. The public is more aware than ever about the fees on their investments. There's robo-advisors. There's millennials who don't even see the value in hiring a financial advisor. And when you combine that with so much has changed from a marketing perspective that what worked in the past doesn't work anymore. The internet has changed everything from you know how we choose a restaurant to how people pick a financial advisor. And so uh, you know it's very challenging and frustrating for advisors out there to do marketing and to know what works and what doesn't. You've probably even wasted money on expensive marketing schemes that didn't work. And that kind of may have burnt you and left you a little resentful of the marketing industry. So a lot of the advisors that I know are confused, they're frustrated, and they're even, you know, thinking about closing up shop. If you're older, you may think, you know, I just don't want to do this anymore. I don't know how to grow my business. And, um, you know, it's frustrating. And you may be worried about the future and worried about the future of your business and thinking, about retiring. But I want to tell you that there is a better way. There is a way to get in front of people who you love working with, who you love serving, who you serve best, and to get more of your A-plus clients that you love working with. So first, I want you to ask yourself a question. Do you need new clients? 
So let's think about this. There's a lot of advisors out there who maybe aren't working to grow their business. They're not investing in marketing and you know they haven't really considered whether or not they want to actually invest in getting new clients. But if you consider that you're losing some clients each year, you know, maybe people get divorced and the wife takes the money to a different advisor. Maybe, you know, your clients die and leave their money to their kids and the kids hire one of their friends or do it themselves. You know, you're going to lose some clients every single year. Your older clients may be dying off. Your retired clients may be taking withdrawals. Uh, Market declines can lower your assets under management. So if you're not growing, you're shrinking. So if you're not investing in marketing, your business is dying. So it's really important to get a mindset of growing your firm, of getting more referrals, of cloning your A plus clients so that you can grow your business and it's not actually shrinking. Of course, there are a lot of marketing challenges for advisors. So the biggest challenge I think that's out there, and you guys will probably agree with me here, is compliance. And there's, you know, it's a huge headwind. It's a hassle. Of course, you know, we can't market like other industries. And every time a financial advisor comes to me and they have been using a marketer that is not familiar with our industry, it's, you know, a big red flag because people not familiar with our industry don't understand compliance. They don't understand that we have to market with one hand tied behind our back. You know, we can't use reviews or testimonials. We can't say certain things. Everything has to go through compliance. And so, of course, it's a challenge, but it's not insurmountable. And we do marketing for advisors with all of the major broker dealers, as well as RIAs, and even some advisors with wirehouses. And we get through compliance. You know, it's a little bit of an uphill battle, but um, if you set a process in place or better yet, outsource it so someone else has to deal with compliance, then it makes it really easy. And that's what we do for our clients is we create all their content. We make any required compliance changes. We get everything approved from a compliance perspective before it goes out and the advisor themselves doesn't have to deal with it. There's also a complete lack of time. So as a financial advisor, you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you're you know managing people, you're dealing with clients, you're managing your processes, you're um, you know dealing with administration, you're doing your taxes. You guys do so much. And I think advisors don't really get credit for how much work they have to do and how many different hats that they have to wear. And so you just don't have time to do your own marketing. And to add to that, you know, it's a complex industry. So you couldn't just hire somebody, you know, a marketer that maybe doesn't understand our industry and compliance, but they also don't understand what differentiates advisors, why people choose to work with an advisor, how to market to individual investors. Um, On top of that, you know, marketing has become really technical lately. In the past probably 10 years, it's become a software and system driven process. And so there's a lot of technical knowledge that you have to gain to really master marketing today. And so it's a different skill set from being a financial advisor, and you may just not have the technical knowledge to do it. So at the end of the day, you are probably overwhelmed by marketing. You don't have time to do it. You don't have time to learn how to do it right. And you don't know who to trust to do it for you. So I'm going to walk you through exactly what to do about that problem today. So the problem with marketing for financial advisors is that no one is incentivized to tell you what works. And so I'm in a very unique position where I'm on the phone with financial advisors for 10 hours per week. So that is 20 phone calls per week where I talk to independent advisors and I ask them, you know, what are you doing from a marketing perspective? What has worked? What has been a waste of money? You know, 
What are you excited about? What has uh, been successful for you in the past? So these are advisors who are RIAs or they're with wirehouses or they're with a big broker dealer or they're with a small broker dealer. And so it's not only advisors that we work with, but it's just advisors throughout the industry that I talk to on a regular basis. And so I have this unique perspective of knowing what people are doing, what's working and what's not working. The problem is that there's not a lot of people like me out there that can tell you what works. The broker dealers themselves don't really know. Um, Marketing gurus are just trying to sell you whatever they're selling. And other advisors aren't incentivized to tell you what's working for them, particularly if they have a really good uh, scheme working that's delivering new clients. And so there's just not a lot of good transparent information out there. So, you know, most advisors out there are spending a lot of money on marketing. You know, maybe you're spending $39.50 per year is the average amount advisors are spending on their website. Is your website getting you any new clients? Probably not. You may be spending up to $6,000 per event on dinner seminars. Are those working? You know, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And I even have seen a company recently that is charging $25,000 per webinar to create a webinar for financial advisors. You know, I believe in webinars and I think they work, but we only charge $2,500 to create a webinar. And so, you know, people are getting rich at the expense of advisors who don't have the information that they need to make educated decisions. So I want to walk you through which of these efforts are most likely to get you new clients. So let me tell you a little bit about why I care. So my dad has been a financial advisor as long as I can remember since before I was born. He started out with Prudential in 1970. He uh, sold life insurance. He went door to door, knocking on people's door. You know, the old system where you would sell life insurance to somebody and then you would ask them about their neighbors and ask for an introduction to their neighbor. And then you'd go to their neighbor's house and say, hey, you know, Susan and Bill bought a life insurance policy. And, you know, I want to talk to you about your life insurance. Actually, my first job out of college was with Northwestern Mutual. And so they sat me down in a cubicle and they said, okay, cold call everybody you've ever met and try to sell them life insurance. So I totally understand the industry and how hard that is. So my dad did life insurance for about 10 years. He actually became an independent financial advisor. He was one of the very first ones. He was, I think, the number seventh advisor with LPL Financial, which used to be Linsco Private Ledger back in the day. And he just really believed in the value of being an independent advisor that could offer his clients you know, a breadth of services and securities and options to do comprehensive financial planning that really benefited them at his discretion. So he wasn't tied to, uh, you know, a certain provider of products or mutual funds or anything like that. And so he was one of the first people that really believed in the power of an independent financial advisor. And he's been doing that since 1981. And so what's really cool is I've seen him grow over his career. He's been very successful. He loves what he does and he loves his clients. But where it gets kind of sad is, you know, he's an older guy. He's 70, I think he's 74 right now. And so he's not exactly tech savvy. He still calls emails tweets. So when I send him an email, he says, I got your tweet. (laughs) So he's not the most tech savvy person in the world. And so as marketing has changed, um, he's really started to fight these headwinds and started to feel that it's harder for him to get new clients that he likes to work with. And so I've seen him get frustrated, get depressed, get sad about growing his business because he doesn't understand how to grow his business. And I see so many advisors like my dad. And so I know that what you guys do is incredibly important to your clients. I know that you're providing a really powerful service that helps people. And so it's my mission to help you 
to serve more of the clients that you love. And so that's why I care. And that's why I do what I do. So today I want to change the way you think about marketing forever. I want to uncover the truth about marketing for advisors. And I want to put you in control of your future because I read a lot about happiness and happiness studies. One of the things that makes you happiest will be feeling empowered to basically direct your future. So if you feel that you are in control of your future and your business and your success, that makes you happier every single night when you go to bed at night. And so I want to turn something that can be confusing into something that is a consistent and repeatable process. And so marketing is not that confusing. So people will overcomplicate it in an effort to confuse you so that you buy from them. But it's really not that confusing of a process. You guys are really smart. So your financial advisors, you understand, you know, securities markets and the bond market and all of these things that are complex to the average person. So you're definitely smart enough to understand how marketing works. Um, it's just that people try to make things overcomplicated. So I just want to explain it so that you understand marketing should be a consistent and repeatable process to get you new clients. So what is the truth about marketing for financial advisors? That's what I want to tell you today. And so the real truth about marketing for advisors, when I talk to all these advisors on the phone each week, the one misconception that I come across is that marketing should be easy. So maybe you've read that these advisors out there are raking in 12 new clients a week from Facebook ads, or maybe the advisor down the street seems to be growing his business at 35% per year. But that is not the reality that you know, it may be true, but it is an anomaly. The reality is that marketing for financial advisors is difficult. I'm in several entrepreneurial and marketing think tanks where we get together and share marketing best practices across industries. And we market everything from houseplants to skincare lines to um, iPhone apps. There's a lot of different products and services in this group. And my, my niche of marketing for financial advisors is the hardest one. It's the hardest sale. It's the hardest thing to do marketing for. And there's a reason for that, right? So one of the first reasons is that it's a very personal subject. So think about if you were to meet a potential prospect at a cocktail party and what you would be asking them. So basically what you need to know about them to be their financial advisor is how much money do you make? What's your net worth? How much debt do you have? And that's something that's more terrifying for people to admit how much debt they have than, you know, um, maybe how much money they make or their net worth. And sometimes their spouse doesn't even know how much debt they have. You know, what are your deepest fears? What are your dreams? What are your financial goals? You know, what do you want out of life? These are incredibly personal things that you could never walk up to somebody at a cocktail party and ask them. Yet, this is what we're asking them to uncover when they work with you as a financial advisor. And so it's a very personal, very emotionally laden decision. Probably harder than people meeting with a therapist is to meet with a financial advisor and worry that maybe they haven't made enough money. Maybe they haven't saved enough. Maybe they aren't going to meet your minimum investable assets. You know, it's just a very uh, fear-ridden process where people feel a lot of inadequacy and a lot of mistrust. And so it's an incredibly hard sell. And the other thing that we have to compete with is why with all of the options available to this person, including the number one option for people is doing nothing about their finances. So inertia is that they, if they haven't hired a financial advisor in the past, they will continue to do nothing. Or if they've hired, say, an Edward Jones advisor, the inertia is for them to just stay 
with their existing advisor. So why with all the options available, including doing nothing, should they work with you? Why would they fill out all the paperwork to move their assets? Why would they take this leap of faith to actually invest their money with somebody that they don't know? You know, the devil we know is worse than the devil we don't. So why would they do this? And that's the question that we have to answer is why they should pick you, why they should make this monumental move to put their life savings into your hands. So how do advisors really get new clients with all of these headwinds? I will make the argument to you that the reality is that there's only two way financial advisors get new clients. Number one is referrals. And we know that this is the top way that people get new clients. We know that this is how people choose a financial advisor. So the top way the data show that people choose a financial advisor is they ask friends, family, or coworkers for a referral. And the people who they ask are not just, you know, any friends or family or coworkers. It's the people who they think are successful financially. So the coworker they look up to or their uncle who seems to be doing really well financially. That's who they ask for a referral. Or the second way advisors get new clients is because they're a specialist. So maybe they are a specialist in helping doctors to retire on time. And so um, that's why somebody may work with you. Or maybe you're a specialist at helping Intel employees to maximize their benefits package. And so that makes sense. That's a reason people would work for you. There's this huge misconception that people are choosing financial advisor uh, on the internet by typing in financial advisor. Um, That doesn't happen. You know, sometimes that happens, but far and wide, people are only going to find you on the internet because you are a specialist. So they're not just going to type in, you know, the closest financial advisor to them and give you their life savings. They're going to find a financial advisor on the internet who specializes in the unique problem that they're facing. And so that's, you know, rule number two. So it's either a referral or because you're a specialist. And I will argue that that's the only way you can plan to get new clients in the future. But a lot of advisors will say, what about centers of influence? Well, people who maybe a CPA or an attorney or somebody in your network will refer you business. Centers of influence do refer advisors to business. But the reasons why is because you're a specialist. So maybe you're a specialist in intergenerational wealth transfer and a CPA has a client that wants to pass a lot of money to their heirs. They may refer the client to you because that's what you do best. And so that's because you're a specialist. What about client events? You know, maybe your clients bring their friends to an event and the friends become new clients. Well, that's basically a referral, right? So that's a, a referral clothed in a client event, uh, you know, outfit. And so another idea is, you know, what about seminars? What, don't advisors get new clients using you know, seminars or webinars? And that's true. And I'm a big believer in webinars. But the reason somebody is going to watch your webinar is because you're a specialist in the unique problem that they're facing. What about a web search for XYZ retirement planning near me? Well, that would be because you're a specialist in that area, right? And so another uh, idea is direct mail. You know, people do direct mail successfully. It can be very expensive, but the only reason it works is if you have a specialist marketing campaign. Um, And so that's another argument for being a specialist. And then what about networking, good old fashioned networking, or, you know, like my dad asking the people at the kitchen table if their neighbors need life insurance. That is the same thing as a referral. So any of these ideas that you think may be working for advisors out there, they really, when you look at them, um, you know, they're really because of referrals or because you're a specialist. And so those are the two things that we really want to embrace from a marketing perspective. So before you set out on a marketing campaign, I want to make one distinction and I hope I don't offend you, but I want you to ask yourself if you really want new clients, because I do work with a lot of advisors and, (laughs) you know, my dad included, he's not really looking to grow his business. He is, you know, a group of 100 households who he loves dearly and he golfs 
he actually golfs three days a week now. I was going to say two days a week, but now it's actually gone up to golfing three days a week. And so, you know, he's not looking to drastically grow his business. Yes, he will take on referrals if it's, um, you know, somebody who is referred by one of his existing clients and he wants to help them, but he's not really looking to grow his business. So I want you to ask yourself, do you really want new clients? And do you have an attitude where you want to grow your business? Because if you don't, your marketing won't work. I've seen it time and time again. There's advisors where, you know, we run marketing schemes and they should work, but the advisor doesn't follow up with the prospects. They don't return phone calls. They don't return emails. So I would caution you, don't invest in your marketing if you don't have the systems in place to actually take care of the new leads and the new clients that are produced from your marketing. So ask yourself, do you want to grow your business? Is your business able to take on new clients? And are you excited to grow your AUM in the future? And then you want to ask yourself, how much work are you willing to put into your marketing? There's a lot of marketing systems that will work, but they have varying degrees of investment from the advisor. So the hardest part about my job is for our clients, we have to create marketing systems that work, that deliver new prospects that do not take up any of the advisor's time. And that's really challenging because if you're willing to cold call, I still work with young advisors who come to me and they've grown their business from zero to, you know, 50 million assets under management from cold calling and God bless them. It's, it's hard to cold call, but it does work. One of the huge advantages of cold calling is you work on your sales process. So you talk to clients, you understand when they kind of, when they let their guard down, when they decide to, you know, move forward with you, when you say something that resonates with them. So it's a great way to work on your language and your sales process, but most advisors are not willing to cold call. What about public speaking? You know, I have one advisor that speaks at the local high school. So he talks about college planning and the financial planning concepts around college planning. And then he meets you know, the parents of high school age kids who are typically getting ready to retire. And then he does comprehensive financial planning from them. So it's a great system that he has, but a lot of advisors out there aren't going to want to be giving seminars at the local high school at 7 p.m. on school nights. You know, that's not something they're interested in doing. What about hosting seminars? What about going to networking events? You know, if a lot of advisors do that, it works, but you have to ask yourself, do you want to be home eating dinner on a Monday night or do you want to be at a networking event? And for most of the advisors I work with, they're not willing to do that. What about recording a webinar? This is a great option because you can record a webinar during the workday and it will play automatically 24-7. So if somebody comes to your website at 8 p.m., they can watch a replay of your webinar or they can sign up for the next automated uh, playing of that webinar. And so it's something you can spend one hour recording and it will play automatically forever. And so that's a great investment of your time. Or what about writing a book? I have a lot of uh, successful advisor clients who have written books that give them out after they meet somebody or or after they, you know, have a, a discovery meeting with a prospect, they'll send them a copy of the book and it's a huge credibility builder. So all of these things can work, but how much work are you willing to put into your marketing and be honest with yourself about that? What if you could reliably get more clients that you love with a minimum investment of your time? And so that's what I'm going to talk about today is thinking about how to get the new clients that you really want to get with a minimum investment of your time. That's what it's all about, right? We'd all, as much as we all love working, we'd all rather be on the golf course or I'd rather be riding my horse. So, you know, you want to do your marketing in a way that is very time efficient and that targets the people that you like working with. So what type of new clients do you really want to work with? How do they find you? Why do they choose you? And the most important question at the heart of your marketing, what one urgent problem do you solve for those ideal clients? And then 
how can you get more of these clients? So we already know that the two ways advisors get clients are through referrals or embracing a specialty. So how can you get more clients from your marketing? By increasing your referrals and by embracing a specialty or even two or three specialties. And then increasing your marketing activity designed at increasing referrals and embracing your specialty. So let's talk for a minute about embracing a specialty. And if there's one thing you take away from listening today, I want you to think about trying to embrace a specialty or two just from a marketing perspective to see if it works. Because I promise you that although it's counterintuitive and it's a leap of faith, the more that you embrace a specialty, the more effective your marketing will be. So what you want to think about is what you do, who you serve, and how it benefits them. You know, there's so many advisors' websites that when you go to their site, it talks about the advisor and their team and their process. And that's unfortunately not what you want to be saying to your prospects. You want to be talking about their problems, their needs, and the benefits that you offer them. So I'll give you a few examples of real life specialties. So one is a fiduciary wealth manager helping physicians catch up for retirement in a hurry. And so this is a great advisor that we work with that uh, does all kinds of pension plans, some of the you know safe harbor plans and retirement plans that allow physicians to uh, basically save a lot within the last 10 years of their working career. And so he works with doctors. And so the second is a retirement advisor helping Intel employees secure income for life. And so this advisor is up in Portland. He does an amazing job working with just Intel employees, and he is the go-to guy for Intel employees. And the third is independent retirement planning for federal employees. And we actually have quite a few advisors who do this niche, and it's, it works really well. There's tons of federal employees, and they have you know specific retirement plans and specific programs that uh, our advisors are experts in and can do webinars and reports and blog posts on these topics that are really valuable and interesting to federal employees. And so just figure out, you know, make a list of your top 20 clients and figure out what they have in common and who you love working with and what problems they're facing. And that can help you come up with some ideas for your specialty. So I just want to tell you a little bit more about, you know, the riches are in the niches. And I think this is such a cool idea because it is so true. So back when I was in college, I've always been, you know, kind of a hustler and an entrepreneur. And so when I was in college, I was a babysitter and I had babysat during high school and it was good money and I could do it flexible hours around my coursework. But when I went into college, I realized that being a specialist babysitter could actually make me more money. So I specialized in being a babysitter of twins under one year old. And, you know, I figured if I'm going to be spending my time babysitting, I might as well, you know, double up, babysit two of them and make more money. And so what's interesting about becoming a twin babysitter is that all of a sudden I could command more money per hour. So instead of making Making, you know, $12 an hour, I was making $17 an hour. And I was spending the same amount of time babysitting. Not only that, but I would get referrals because all of these twin parents are in twin parent groups together and they know each other. And so because I was a specialist in caring for twins, I would get referrals for other twin parents to babysit their twin babies. It was easier for me to find prospects. I could go to twin events and hand out my business card. And it was easier to close new clients because I understood what they faced. I understand that it's important to have twins on the same napping schedule. And it's important to, um, you know, have activities that twins could do together. And, and so I was able to speak the language of these twin parents and close more business and make more money. And so early on, I learned the benefits of becoming a specialist, particularly when it comes uh, to marketing and growing your business and commanding more money for what you do. So what is your differentiator? What one urgent problem do you solve for a specific group? And that is the heart of your marketing. Once you figure that out, everything else will become easy. You'll be able to create content or a content calendar of 
things that people are interested in reading. You'll be able to create videos that explain what you do and how you help. You could create a webinar that explains how you solve the urgent problem that is keeping your prospects up at night. So answer this one question for yourself and it'll unlock your marketing for the future. So I want to just give you a couple of examples of great specialist advisors out there. One of my favorites is Jeremy Stanley with CRNA Financial Planning, that certified registered nurse anesthetist. So Jeremy is down in the South. His wife is a CRNA. And so he became really familiar with their financial planning concerns. They typically own their own anesthesia practice and, uh, you know, they make a lot of money, but they have complex uh, business planning and financial planning concerns. And so he created CRNA Financial Planning, the website, the brand. He has books, he has webinars, he has a podcast. He's doing everything right from a marketing perspective. And what's really cool is his uh, content and his book are actually continuing education credits for the AANA, which is the American Association of Nurse Anesthetists. So they actually get CE credit for taking his courses. And then eventually they hire him as their financial advisor. So it's genius. He's an amazing specialist advisor. Another advisor that's doing great is the same one I mentioned, College Planning America. And he's the one that does college planning for families in Orange County. And so he, uh, you know, speaks at high schools. He has podcasts and books and, uh, articles and emails for uh, people worried about, you know, sending their kids to college. And then he also switches gears and helps parents with their retirement planning concerns. And so that's a great niche. And then the third one I want to talk about is Richard Archer down in Austin, Texas, and he does financial planning for tech executives. And so Austin has become kind of this like little tech boom uh, down in Texas. And so he helps tech executives with stock options, with financial planning concerns, and he's doing an amazing job down there. Um, with a specialty that's not as specific, um, but it's really working well for him. And so if you're worried about embracing a specialty, I want to let you know, you know, our answer to the question I get from so many advisors of, well, I, I want to do a specialty, but I don't want to alienate people who come to my website. You know, if people don't belong to that specialty, I don't want to scare them off. And so what we typically do for our clients is we do a dual specialization. So first we pick a specialty that's very, very narrow. So pharmaceutical reps. And then we pick a specialty that's very broad, like retirees. And so if you specialize in helping pharmaceutical reps consolidate all of their 401ks and helping retirees to you know, have secure income for life, there's almost nobody that can come to your website that doesn't fit into one of those categories. So you want to pick a specialty that's very, very narrow and then a broad specialty. And that will balance out so that you don't alienate anybody. And so another example is business owners and individuals. So pretty much everybody is a business business owner or an individual, right? But the business owners who come to your site will say, oh, okay, this advisor is going to understand me. Um, another example is Intel employees and busy professionals. Pretty much everybody considers themselves a busy professional. And so just think about who you serve and create a narrow and a broad specialization. So if you need help with your marketing, we can certainly help you. I want to tell you a little bit about our marketing package. So it's aimed at driving referrals, embracing a specialty, and we do the marketing for you. And so we help you figure out who you want to target, how to get in front of them, and how to drive more referrals. And so we create a baseline marketing presence that you should be embarrassed not to have. And so when someone Googles you, how do you look on Google? How does your website look? Is your website secure? Is it mobile responsive? Do you have social media profiles? Are you on LinkedIn? Is your LinkedIn profile up to date? Are you doing search engine optimization so that you show up for uh, Google My Business or on Apple Maps if somebody searches from their phone? Can they click to call you or they can they click to 
get directions to your office. So it's all about creating a baseline marketing presence you should be embarrassed not to have, and then doing custom content marketing that targets your ideal prospect. And so that's really what we do for our advisors. And that's what we're going to talk about in the rest of this podcast. So I'm going to walk you through, there's 12 episodes this season. Each episode is going to walk you through a critically important segment of your marketing. We're going to talk about things like your website, search engine optimization, how to choose your specialty, how to do your content marketing, how to do email marketing. So all of the building blocks of your marketing strategy are going to be covered in our podcast. So I hope you enjoy this season. And if you need any help with your marketing, just check out indigomarketingagency.com and we can help you out. We do websites, we do logos, we do search engine optimization, we do all of your social media marketing, email marketing, and webinars. And so if you need help with any of those things, please get in touch with us. And I look forward to working with you. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you enjoy this season of the podcast. If you'd like any resources from today's episode or from other episodes, go to indigomarketingagency.com slash remember. It's hard to forget that address, indigomarketingagency.com slash remember. 